Good morning, everyone. George Watkins on our morning broadcast one more time. Thank you for stopping by today. We've got some good news for you. <laughs> Heaven is still in control of things, and God is good to his children. So today, as we journey into a, a short dissertation on napping, going to be an expert viewpoint <laughs> from the Holy Ghost. Amen. So thanks for stopping by. If you're new to the channel, subscribe and like us on Facebook. Come back again and enjoy some of our happy times together in the morning as we hear the voice of the Lord through scripture and revelation. Amen. Well, we're on a Tuesday today. And I want to talk about the power, or the purpose rather, of a power nap. And as I was thinking about this, I was reminded of a couple of of people in my life that have that have great power naps, and really impressed me over the years on how they could how they could have quick ones. This. Uh, background that you see today I've used it often it's out the front room window of uh, dear missionary friends for years that uh, have have a great work in Colombia the Babylonians and it's their front room window and I just feel so inspired when I'm sitting here but <clears throat> Ramon had a marvelous ability to take a one minute power nap I traveled with him starting him and uh, Carolyn in uh, the early 80s went into Columbia with them and did crusades and, and uh, radio ministry and so forth. And he would uh, he would say, I'm going to take a nap. We're in the airport. And he'd hold his finger up. It's one minute and he'd shut down and come back. And we'd all laugh about it. But he, he used it. And it was an amazing reviving mechanism for our travels and for his travel especially i'll always see him there holding that finger up and saying one minute and he'd shut down put his close his eyes power naps quick naps in the afternoon so forth all right why would we take time to talk about napping in the early morning <clears throat> we're all fired up ready to go who wants to take a nap I didn't like naps as a kid. I don't think any kid likes naps much. My mother <clears throat> made a deal with me when I was about five that if she'd lay down beside me and if she went to sleep first, I could get up and go play. I don't think that ever worked. <laughs> I think she won all the time on that one. My dad, he, for some reason, napped on the couch. And if you're old enough, you'll remember the Dagwood comic strips and the, the, the husband, and, and I guess his name, he was the Dagwood. He uh, always slept on the couch, and it seemed to be a thing in the, in the 40s or 50s to take a nap on the couch. <laughs> and <clears throat> that sticks in my mind. I heard a story about uh, Edison, the man who was, uh, you know, they say claimed to, to uh, do the electric light bulb. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. It just uh, you wonder sometimes where these things really come from. Well, 
he was quite an inventor and he got much of his inventions taking naps. What he would do, he would uh, take a nap on the couch or the, you know, some kind of sleeping little cot in the front room. And uh, he had a, he had a tin, uh, like a cooking sheet on the floor, cooking pan. And then he would hold an iron uh, something in his hand, like a, a metal cup or something. And then he would go to sleep. And when his hand opened up, it would fall on the on the pan and wake him up. And it was at that flashpoint that he got much of his inventive revelations. That's that's quite an insight. Now, you can take a deep dive into that particular the particular discovery and science of all that statement I made. It's very intriguing how the mind works and how we uh, catch things in our dreams. So as I was thinking about the power nap, why do we do it? My mother always said, sleep on it, son, you'll feel better in the morning. Well, that's really true. But the thing that we were discussing or arguing, not, well, not arguing, I don't, I don't know if I ever argue with my mother, but discussing uh, something would happen when you when you went to sleep something would take place where you woke in the morning with a with a the answer or an idea or a better plan so there's a reason why god gave us night times or at least sleep times didn't he he built us our our human mechanism so we needed to shut down and recoup so napping is good for that it's important for that if you're um, an older <laughs> seasoned citizen, you probably look forward to your naps because they, uh, they really help your energy, nap time. So I'm thinking of, uh, of, of God and his inventive, uh, you know, he was the, he's the first in everything, of course. So he was the first to do napping. He put Adam to sleep. And Adam woke up from that nap with a wife called Eve. Whoa, look at here. Who are you? Nap time. Thinking of Abraham. Abraham was put to sleep. And in that, in that sleep time, he, had, he saw the vision of, of um, a, 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 you know, a person walking through the, the sacrifices he was making covenant with God. Well, God put him to sleep and God walked through the, through the sacrifice. So that was his nap time. He, met, he had a covenant. The Abrahamic covenant was sealed when he was asleep. And I'm thinking of, of uh, Jacob, Jacob's ladder. He was sleeping and he laid his head down on a stone and on that nap time, he saw the angels ascending and descending out of heaven. So he had a connect. He had an introduction to the connective world between heaven and earth. And he saw the visible, visible um, encounter of angels coming and going out of heaven, out of a nap time. Jesus uh, took a nap on the boat. Remember that one? He was... He was doing the Z's in the back of a boat, and uh, they woke him up. Master, master, we perish. Well, 
I have a suspicion he took that nap on purpose to give those disciples an opportunity to pull it off, but they flunked it. <laughs> they had missed the whole training session on storm ceasing, you know, how to cease, how to calm a storm. Well, he, he got up, gave them another lesson after a nap time. Look at Peter. Peter took a nap, and in that nap, we had a whole shift from a Jewish, strictly a Jewish gospel to a world gospel, the Gentiles. Remember the sheet came down full of animals and God said, kill and eat. And Peter said, not me, I'm a good Jew. I don't eat that kind of meat. And God said, if I've ordained it, it's good stuff. Well, nap time, wow. Look at uh, Paul, he took a nap a force nap. <laughs> God knocked him off his donkey on the road to Damascus, and uh, he was changed into the man that he became in a sleepy time. Amen. I, I have this uh, thought. It's my, it's my idea, so don't run too far with it, that the reason God did all of that and did it to Adam and does it to other people and puts us to sleep at times is to get us out of the way so we don't interfere with a message or with a thought pattern or with a revelation or a direction. Much of the Old Testament, well, shoot, <laughs> much of human history has been shaped by dreams and dreams are in that sleep stage when we have shut our outside control down. Now, when we're in control, God has a hard time of being in control or at least directing or speaking to us. And when we're awake, our consciousness is alive and perking, especially if we're power people or, you know, A personalities and we're not timid about things, at least in the realm we're, you know, comfortable in. Then God has to shout sometimes, he has to block our way with a donkey like he did with Balaam. Remember that? Where the donkey finally spoke out and said, what are you beating on me for? And then Balaam saw the angel that was in the way. So often God does have to block our way if we don't take time to take a nap. Close ourselves down and let the spirit then begin to speak to our subconscious to where we begin to hear something we wouldn't have heard before. I am a dreamer. I've dreamed for years and I depend on my nighttime journeys to give me insight in some areas I'm just not picking up when I'm awake, even in prayer, even when I'm open to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, give me a revelation. Often the Lord gives those types of keys to me when I'm napping, <laughs> sleeping. So what do we do? I believe we plan times, shut ourselves down so we can be open to the Lord. Amen. Now, I'm not saying you have to go to sleep to see Christ, to, to walk in the spirit, to go into the heavenlies, to take journeys in the spirit. Happens all the time in different forms. This is just one thought about power napping, <laughs> where we take a nap and end up in the power. Amen. How about it?
Is there something that uh, you're seeking? There's something you're looking for, something you're crying out for, asking God for? Talk to him about it and say, Lord, I'm open now. Tonight when you close your eyes and slip off into dreamland, as we call it, just set yourself open for the Lord. Lord, I release my spirit. I do this often. I release my spirit to do what the Holy Ghost, <clears throat> Holy Spirit for you charismatics, the Holy Ghost wants to do. My spirit doesn't sleep. If you want to take my spirit somewhere and do something with it, and this happens to many, many people. If you'll hear, hear the testimonies, it happens to me. It happens to my friends. God takes them somewhere and they minister or they speak to someone. I've preached sermons. I've prayed for people. I've, have, I've helped people escape out of problems. <laughs> Whoa, that's a strange story, but it's true when you step into that spirit world. Now, if we believe our spirit is in contact with the Father, which we know it is, and the Father abides in us, which we know he does, then when we go to sleep in that nap time, then the spirit then is open for a lot of adventure. Hallelujah. Well, dreams are another issue. We've talked about them in some settings and we'll do it again. It's a bigger subject than we'll ever be able to cover on our morning sessions. There's some, there's some good books out by Christian spirit-filled, spirit-led, Holy Ghost people that uh, talk about dreams. You can search some of those out. Now, what do we do then when we hear or see or get a message in that nap time, that dream time, that revelation, and you know, we wake up and have a thought that's, wow, that's something. Well, ask the Lord to give you witness. Ask the Lord to give you a confirmation. You can, you know, You'll, you'll know how to walk that out. Scripture reference, that's always a good start. You're not always going to find it in detailed uh, scripture and verse, the same thing you heard in the scripture, but you'll get the witness there. And then you need to have some spiritual people around you that have a little life in them, enough to know that there is a spiritual journey beyond going to church twice a month you know, and having a Bible on your coffee table. There's things, there's things that God's breaking open to the body of Christ that are necessary for us to take this next dimension of, of domination and rule in the spirit world. We're facing some of the most great and wonderful changes in history than we have probably had in our past because of the place we're in now, God has positioned us as a church, as an ecclesia, as people that are saints and sons and daughters of God. All those terms mean about the same thing, connected to God. We are God's children. One writer said we are the imagers, the image of God on earth. Now, if that's true, then we must 
step up to the plate, as they say, and do the work of the ministry, which has to do with the angelic and the power of prayer and the power of declaration and uh, journeys in the spirit and translation and being transported through the through the through the um, you know the air and all of that happens and has happened it's our time it's our day and it's for the purpose of taking back the helm on this journey on the earth that god's given us command he gave us in Genesis has never been rescinded. Subdue, dominate, multiply, fill the earth. It's never rescinded. Same one he gave to us in Mark where he said, or Luke, he said, go and preach the gospel and heal the sick. All those things are still cooking. Amen. Well, I got to get into my Tuesday like you do. I bless you. I thank you for coming by. I want to uh, encourage you to subscribe and thumbs up and like us. All those good things help us. Thank you for your comments. Let me know you're out there once in a while and wave at me because I do pray for you and I love to see you pop up once in a while. Gives me that encouraging word. Amen. And if God's nudging you to send us a financial blessing, we receive it through the PayPal or the address, and we bless you over and over again. Amen. Well, until tomorrow, take a nap. We'll see you then. God bless.